Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Go Army! Beat Navy! It is I, Rob Paul. The Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the only host of this podcast to see their team in the playoff. And with me, as always, is AJ. Michigan is going to upset Alabama and be ranked preseason number three in 2021, Marquez. Owen Schmidt for Heisman. Today, we're going to break down all of the biggest performances from 2020 NFL Draft Prospects, that we saw during championship weekend of college football. Then we'll preview and pick the Army-Navy game. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they are my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Between bowl season, NBA, NHL, and NFL, it's time to get off the sidelines and in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit out on the sidelines, get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. Uh, and with bowl season, I mean, bet everything. Yep. That's what Make I, every game interesting. That's what I've more. learned. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you just let your weird biases because you haven't seen Kent State play very often and Jordan Love's amazing and you're just putting all your money on Utah State and then maybe he sits out the bowl. It's true. <laughs> bowl season is the best time for weird biases. Never bet a bowl game 
too early and then find out all the good players are sitting out. Yeah, wait till the day of. Basically, unless the line's like, like amazing. Unless it's free money. Yeah. Or you're betting on a team that doesn't have any draft prospects. <laughs> Kent State. Fuck, sorry, Kent State. We're not. We didn't mean to start the show. being mean to Kent State. Uh, okay. Anyway, sorry, Kent State. Actually, I'm. I mean, Mac, Mac, James Harrison, Josh Cribbs, <laughs> Kent State. Yeah. Keep going. I'm getting a Kent State tattoo. Uh, okay, Senior Bowl tracker. We've got a, a handful of acceptances as the rosters get finalized. Uh, starting with a pair of SEC receivers, Van Jefferson from Florida and Jawan Jennings from Tennessee. Jawan Jennings is your boy, Rob, right? I love Rich him. McNana. Okay, I was right. Okay, um, Because... I believe also this isn't just me loving him because he's a yak monster, but like the numbers back it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think PFF said he was he broke like the most tackles by any receiver in college football, and it was by a large margin. That's impressive. So I'm very excited to see him in a setting where we can uh, focus on his route running ability and ability to separate because I think there will be some questions about that. He's also got a uh, not like off field legal issues but more within the team i know he um sat out a year and mm-hmm. had a, a rant on social media there's just a bunch of stuff where he can kind of clean that up in mobile when he talks yep. to teams uh and then with van jefferson he's actually one of the receivers from Ole miss from a couple of years ago transferred yes. to florida after the whole Ole miss thing i'm um, <laughs> sure that won't happen again with lane um <gasps> Can't wait for our college football coaching carousel show. When uh, it happens. But he, he's a guy who I think his numbers were partially affected by Florida. Had a pretty big wide receiver room in terms of guys who yeah, had the ability to get on the field. Uh, yeah. I think if you watch the Gators receivers the last two years, he's the most refined. Uh, I like his right running ability and his release. I think there are some athletic questions. So, again, getting him in Mobile is really interesting uh, to see – how if he can consistently separate um it's just especially with receivers in college football like terry mclaurin's the best uh example of this is some teams just like using lots of receivers yeah and spreading the ball around and in a crowded room with a bunch of talent a guy's numbers might not reflect how talented he really is like terry mclaurin and then you get him in mobile and he's just killing people then you get him at the combine and he tests off the charts and then you get him on a team like the well-run Washingtons, of course. And he, he's just putting it up. Putting up huge numbers. Is that a good name change for Washington, the well-runs? Yeah. I mean, Dan Snyder definitely thinks so. <laughs> uh, um, but Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Rob. I really love the receiver group they've got in Mobile. I know you do. It's uh, Van is like... Van is interesting. Like it doesn't knock my socks up, but like you said, I'll get points of why uh, be more interesting to see him. Yeah. yeah, but well, with both of them, I think they're both interesting day three guys. You kind of mm-hmm. get a clear picture of what they are uh, when they're in Mobile, because again, uh, with Jefferson crowded receiver room yeah. at Florida, with Jennings just uh, a very up no and down Tennessee quarterback football. play at Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is perfect setting to kind of get a handle on what you really think about them, um, yeah. and then. A pair of Washington Husky offensive linemen I'm very excited about. Uh, Left tackle Trey Adams and center Nick Harris. Both really good gets, Rob. Yeah, well, Trey Adams is a guy, obviously, it's... He's been been, on the radar for a long time. Yes, and, like, 
Well, he's a redshirt senior now, but when he was a true junior, there was first round talk. Then yeah. injuries uh, really hurt him, and then he was finally healthy this past season, and he he looked quite good. So I think yep. medicals are obviously a massive thing for him, uh, but. Seeing him in a setting where, because he's a very large tackle, uh, and I like, I think the first round thing was something we both thought was a little over the top for him. Yeah, we did. Like, I think he has a future as a starting right tackle in the league, and seeing him against some more speed rushers, like I'd love to see him versus Darrell Taylor, for example, mm-hmm. a guy who who has bend and explosiveness and uh, maybe a little undersized, but because of that, can take advantage of Trey Adams lack of leverage due to his height. So seeing that in a one-on-one situation, I yeah. think will be big for Trey Adams. Uh, yep. And seeing his feet, because it's one-on-ones are a great spot to see how clean a guy's feet are. Absolutely. I, again, we always say it, but it's the best part of Senior Bowl week. Uh, and their center, Nick Harris, is actually one of my highest risers. I think a lot of people's highest risers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I saw Joe Marino from the Draft Network tweeting about him. So I dove more into him, and I'm in love with him. He, he's he, good. He, he's interesting because he's he's definitely lacks size. He's like six one yes. three hundred, but he moves yes. so well and works to the second level so consistently. He just screams zone scheme center. Yeah. Um, um, looked really good in that Washington State game too. I know we didn't talk about it last week, but he did. Yes, and, and uh, I think I think with him, like, it reminds me of Rodney Hudson, who slid because of lack of size coming out of Florida State. It's like. I mean, obviously center is the smallest position on the offensive line. But, I mean, it's it's more like... Tell that to Ethan Posick. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Joey Hunt's... Like, this is actually a perfect example because Joey Hunt's starting at center and he's just getting his ass kicked. So, I think the, the good thing is if you want to see if he's got that anchor, the sand in his pants, when, if we're, if we're an undersized center... Ethan Posick, obviously a big mauler, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. And Harris, Harris, can, Harris can do that stuff, so... Uh, Check that one off. The main concern for the size, right? Uh, yeah, and, and again, you mentioned anchoring, and that will be huge for seeing him one on ones. And it's a really strong interior defensive line group going yes. to Mobile, and yes. that's kind of yeah. That's the big question with Harris: how strong is he? Um, can he hold up against power and pass protection? So seeing that yes. is perfect. And speaking of interior defensive linemen, Alabama's Raquan Davis and their edge rusher Anthony Jennings will be in Mobile. So Raquan Davis is like the higher key version of Trey Adams on the defensive line. Was that a stretch, Rob, or am I right? I, th- I, I mean, I think to some degree it, they definitely have uh, similarities in terms of the size and the hype and maybe it them, not yeah. totally matching. But, yeah, obviously he stayed for his senior year. Now he's in Mobile, so ah. it's going to be really interesting to watch him there. Sorry, I, I would say that Raquan Davis has a far better chance to still be a first-round pick. Yeah, agreed. It's going to be interesting to see him amongst that elite group, though, to be honest. Like, if he gets lost, I, I'm not the biggest Raycon Davis fan. I've said that multiple times. But if he gets lost amongst the, the Derek Browns and the Kinlaws, that could hurt him. Yeah, and I, I think when you see him around both of them, Derek Brown yeah. you, will very much, you'll, you'll if you want a bigger or not even just bigger, but just a more powerful type of interior guy. Or yeah. And then when you see Kinlaw, if you want the more athletic like they yep. both, they have him beat in different ways, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Raquan Davis, a guy who's had flashes. I mean, people thought he was going to be Calais Campbell at one point. Yeah. Um, I th- I think he's a second round guy for me right now, but 
if if he learns to consistently use his length in his hands, you don't like that length is so rare in an interior defensive lineman. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think Davis's stock is going to be one of the more interesting ones to watch as we move yeah, into the season. He he is very polarizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but I mean, it's, Amber- a, it's yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to move on. I was just, just going to say, obviously, he's the type of guy the NFL is going to copy because, of the, like you said, the size and stuff. And Jennings, well, go ahead. Maybe. Maybe. I, I think it would depend on how he tests. I think that's the more important question for the NFL's coveting of him. Yeah, fair enough. Go ahead. Uh, with Anthony Jennings, I am big on him. He's weird, though, because he's he's going to come in at like 6'2", 265 because he's Jabal Sheard. And I, I think people are going to sleep on him a little bit because he's not going to have the measurables uh, that yeah. people love in an edge rusher. But when you throw on the tape, he just uses his hands really well. He's got multiple pass rush moves. He can he can win with power. Um, I find him very instinctual. and, yes. uh, and sets, High IQ for a guy, too. Yes, and he sets the edge so consistently and strong. That's why he just reminds me of Jabal Sheard, a guy who's been slept on basically his entire career, and everywhere he's gone, he's been a very consistent starter, and that's what I see in Anthony Jennings. I think he probably ends up a late day two pick, uh, mm-hmm. just because teams are going to be more interested in taking the the big time athletes ahead of him. But yes. I, yeah. I, he's one of my, I, th- I would say, favorite edge rushers. We've been talking about this with Jennings for like a year and a half now. That like he's a really really good football player, but he's going to get slept on. Yeah. Like, he's just going to start in the league for 10 years. Yeah. Okay. So. One of the guys who shot up the board like no one else uh, yeah. in this in this year's class, uh, Wisconsin linebacker Zach Bond. He'll be at the Senior Bowl, which is huge because he's a guy who's played that, which we've talked about, the edge, like the kind of hybrid edge outside mm-hmm. linebacker role at Wisconsin that we've seen guys like Andrew Van Ginkle and uh, name a couple. Uh, fuck, now I'm blanking. What's his name on the Dolphins? That's not Andrew Van Ginkle that they traded for from the Packers. <laughs> I forget. Now I'm blanking. Okay, you don't We should have put work into this podcast. Well, yeah. I, fi- I figured uh, if I give you that much, you could figure it out. Who is it, Rob? I don't know. I can't think of names. <laughs> I'm, I've, I'm the one who's gotten all the concussions. This is on you, friends. <laughs> I've had one partial concussion, but I couldn't That's trust not a thing. Doctor. What's a partial concussion? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, Zach Bond... <laughs> Uh, so seeing if he, I think he'll generally be working with the off-ball linebackers, but probably I, I knowing Jim Nagy, they'll have him be participating at times in pass rush drills. Vince Beagle. Anyways, um, thank yeah, you. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, and you know what's funny? I we talked about him last week for shooting up the board. Zach Bond, not 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 Vince Beagle. Um, and he's even helped himself more from a week ago till today. Yeah. Because the Senior Bowl invite and a big game in the Big Ten Championship. I dug on dug in on him a little more, and, like, he's probably going to end up a day two pick. Uh, Agreed, yeah. And I think last week we said, like, uh, third round, early fourth, and I think we've already changed our opinion. Yeah, he's just he, – it's he's strange because he's, like, 6'2", 225. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's, yeah. he's rushed the passer a lot. And he, he brings bend – and an explosive get-off, but it's kind of finding what position he's going to play at the next level. I saw someone compare him to Anthony Barr, which is strange because of the total difference in size, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But I understand it to the point where Anthony Barr role. was a true edge rusher and then became this Sam linebacker for the Vikings. Like, so yeah. I can kind of see what they meant there. But, uh, yeah, so fun, finding out what teams think of Bond and where he'll go, I think he's going to test really well. Mm-hmm. He, he he even, um, I think it was against Michigan State, they, they don't have him, like, truly dropping coverage very often. But uh, one of the reps he did, he just looked – he looked – incredibly smooth in the context of this guy's rushing the passer more often than doing anything else and just mm-hmm. seeing him cleanly drop I was just pretty impressed so seeing him like one-on-ones and stuff I think Mobile is a place where a guy like him could like yeah. really make himself potentially like a, a top 60 pick yeah I, I totally agree with you uh, and then hey our specialists they're done we got them all yep. <laughs> and uh, kudos to uh, Jim Nagy and the team because they got the best kicker in football, college football, Georgia's Rodrigo Blankenship. That following the worst game of his career? One of them? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't follow Rodrigo. I, stuff. I know there's a lot of Rodrigo fans, though. I don't know but a lot of sco- kickers. <laughs> I mean, he missed two kicks. I know. That's, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, I don't but how'd the, how the swing look? <sighs> Was it the holder's clean. fault? Uh No. If I remember. Okay, and and then the other kicker is Tyler Bass from Georgia Southern, who yep. he's got he's got some fun videos on social media. He does. Uh, so those are two good guests, Rob. The, I mean, that's all you, a guy everyone every college football fan knows, and then a guy who's got yep. social media swag. It's perfect. That's that is the formula if, for me. That is for kickers, and then the two punters, South Carolina's Joseph Charlton. Do you have much to say on him, AJ? Not really. I, I gotta I gotta dig in on him. But the next one, the next one, the next one. I was actually this was one of the happiest I've been through the senior bowl process. Uh, process seeing it, he accepted Texas A and M's Braden Man. Feels like he got slept on a bit this year, Rob. He didn't have the same year this year that he, he did last year, and they were playing in less meaningful games. But I mean, yeah. Mike Gundy told me Texas A and M's the greatest seven and five team in the history of football. <laughs> Such a weird, it's just a weird. Th- I don't know. It's just a weird thing to say. Why is it always Texas A and M that like gets elevated for some reason? Well, because Jimbo, and, bef- yeah, I, I, and before that, Johnny. That's true. Just Jays, I mean, baby. Anyways, uh, man is an exciting get, Rob. You're right. Uh, throw on the 2018 tape, and you see one of the best kickers. Uh, wow, punters? one of the best punters in college football history. I'll say it. I I can't. I think. What game was it? I watched one game last year, and this is when I told told you I was in love with him. Do you remember yeah, that? It was, and it was just it was the greatest college punting performance I've ever seen. It's akin to Michael Dixon in the Texas Bowl. Yes, yes. The, the two the two greatest performances of this uh, decade for punters. And it's it's worth noting Shane Leckler went to Texas A and M. It's not brought up a Ooh, lot, but that is worth noting. And I I believe Shane Leckler is the greatest punter in NFL history and should go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that's my pro comp. When we when we get to ranking kickers and punters, <laughs> that'll be my pro comp for Braden Man. I like that. That's a good pro comp. And, uh, yeah, that's a good pro comp. And, and, I'm sorry, just one last thing on Shane Leckler. It's underrated how big he was. Yeah, he was big. I love big punters. Me too. Me that's too. That's why we get all the Aussies, baby. Yeah. So he's big. Uh, okay, that's it for Senior Bowl. We'll quickly run through a couple big East-West and NFLPA Bowl gets. Um, the East West announced two QBs, 
North Texas's Mason Fine and Michigan Shea Patterson. And we've talked about it before. They're putting a good quarterback group together for yeah, the East West Round game. Both guys we kind of figured would maybe sneak into Mobile or at the very least be there. I didn't think Shea Patterson would, but Yeah, but but sometimes those guys kind of sneak in, Rob. Like well, it's interesting. It's 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 mainly interesting because nobody other than Anthony Gordon's been announced for the senior bullet quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I mean Patterson deserves to be there and Mason Fine is also really interesting. Yeah, I think Mason Fine's like the perfect East West Shrine game quarterback. He is, yeah. And like Patterson's the the name. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um and then surprising? Not really. Uh Calvin Throckmorton's going to the East West Shrine game. Uh after what was it last week or two weeks ago, them him accepting for the NFLPA. Yeah, and then probably in another week or two it'll be in Mobile. <laughs> Just making this very possible. Paper. Nobody else has played every position on the offensive line, but good old Calvin Throckmorton. I, it it doesn't feel like are we just more plugged in or has it been so many guys like flopping from one one bully into another? No, I, it feels like it's it's been a lot of that. A lot, or maybe we're just keeping a better eye on it. I, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, that's true too. That's uh, an upgrade for Calvin Throckmorton, poor NFL people. Yeah, uh, it, I'm assuming he'll be working at guard, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, and then a pair of Michigan defenders, Kaliki Hudson and Lavert Hill. Um, those are both good guests for the Shrine game. Like, Hudson, I'm, obviously an interesting guy, but, like, go ahead, sorry. I, I, sorry, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised Hill's not in Mobile. I, yeah, I was going to say, Hill's the better prospect of the two, and I, I agree with you. I think Hill's got some legit pro potential. Hudson is just, you don't know what to do with him, right? Yeah, I don't think he's very good. Uh, and then another, another corner I was kind of surprised uh, at the East West Shrine game and not in Mobile, but they, they again, Mobile's, like, it's not like they've got a bad group of corners. They have a really good group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, there's just a lot of corners. Uh, Javaris Davis from Auburn, who's a guy I, I really like, and I think him and Hill both project to be Nichols in the NFL. Agreed, yeah. Totally agree. Uh, and then Pittsburgh safety, DeMar Hamlin, who had some hype down in the year. Yeah. Uh, a dude who, I think, Josh Metellus-like, in, in the way that I think he's going to be a sweet special teams player. Yes, agreed. <laughs> and then the PA Bowl. This is one of the best PA Bowl rosters. Probably, no, not probably. It is the best in PA history. Bowl roster I've ever seen. Uh, two big quarterback gets. Jake, Jake Lutton from Oregon State and Brian Lewerke from Michigan State. Now, neither is like a big-time prospect. But, I mean, Lewerke uh, a year and a half ago had a lot of hype. And then with Lutton, he's just he's like a guy who's going to be in camp. Yeah, <laughs> size and arm. Yeah. He flashes, and he's not a bad quarterback at all. And then a bunch of interesting running backs, um, way, way overhyped, and it's uh, come to fruition that we're right. UCLA's Joshua Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, a guy we both really liked over the summer, Baylor's Jermichael Hasty. Yeah, still interesting to me. Uh, crack. My favorite Mac running back, Central Michigan's Jonathan Ward. <laughs> Agreed. And then TCU running back Siwu Alunula. Wow, I can't say it. Also interesting. These are these are interesting guys. You know what's the most interesting thing about Suo is they listed him at fullback. Yeah, I saw that. It was like fullback slash running back. Right? Yeah, yeah and, and like he's obviously he's a big, big big back. Yes, but he reportedly is just a freaky athlete. And so when I saw that, I I, I became a lot more interested in him just because certain teams have really gotten back to using the fullback in a Swiss yeah. Army knife roll, like, 
obviously Kyle Shanahan's super known for it with Juice Check, and, yeah. and, and the Ravens uh, use Patrick Ricard. R- Ricard a lot. Um, and so I think potentially a team would use I don't know if he tests really well no. too. Like seeing him go in the seventh round wouldn't surprise me, dude. I I agree. Like th- I think this is a big week for him and NFL skills to see him at fullback. Yeah, if he if they let him go there because. Like you said, at, at good athlete, played running back, and the size. Like, the potential for him to become a legit weapon at fullback is interesting. Yes. Uh, adding to the PA Bowl, three defenders. Utah State, Ed Drusher, Tipa Galea, uh, Florida State DB, Levanta Taylor, and Wake Forest corner, Isang Basie. All three pretty big names. Yeah. Um, Galea's a guy I really like who I, I thought could potentially be, like, a fourth-round guy. I think yeah, like like with a big year, help himself a lot. Yeah, he he's really uh, he's undersized, but really athletic pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Flashed ton on tape, and I know some of the TDN guys really liked him too. Uh, mm-hmm. Levante Taylor's a guy who th- two years ago had a ton of hype. Last yeah. year struggled, moved to safety this year. Probably a nickel in the NFL. He's pretty interesting. He's saying Basie, I think it's again a nickel, but it's going to come down a lot to uh, testing. Yes, I agreed on all three fronts there, Robert. Uh, okay. Sick honking in the background. Uh, yeah, I know. A couple declarations. Um, Boston College running back A.J. Dillon. Interesting. Um, I, there's rumors of him testing extremely well, especially for his size. 30 years ago, he would have been a first-round pick. 100%, yeah. Like, I'm good. not even kidding. No, obviously, he would have, yeah. Like, he looks like Jamal Lewis. He would have been a top 10 pick he's, 25 years ago. I mean, TJ Duckett was the, like, 18th pick. So, like, yeah. Yeah, but that was a good pick. TJ Duckett was drafted Duckett, ahead of Ed Reed. As he should have been. But, yeah, A.J. Dillon's, like, he's listed at six foot 250. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he tests really well running in a straight line. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Fournette-esque in that way. Um, yeah. He's a guy I think is going to be really polarizing because it's really basically going to come down to – offensive scheme fit and then uh, what you think he can do on passing downs. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And another really interesting guy, Kentucky receiver slash quarterback, Lynn Bowden Ooh. declared. I, I'm kind of surprised, but I respect it. Me too. Um, I love him just because what he did for that team. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's hard not to. I think he's going to test pretty well. Uh, yeah. But I think like he he would if he went back and really put together a year of playing just receiver, receiver and ended up yeah. at the senior bowl I think could have done a lot for him. But he's obviously really interesting. You get the added uh, versatility and what he could potentially do as like a wildcat guy and a return man. Um, yep. So seeing how he tests is going to be totally massive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Lavisca Chanel's teammate and best friend, fellow receiver Katie Nixon, declared who. Yeah, had a really good year this year. Uh, flash multiple times. Smaller, big, speedier guy. Big play guy. Yeah. Like you said, small. Testing going to be huge. Receiver group is so deep yeah. that like some guys are going to go undrafted that other years could have been picked. That's what yeah, I kind of uh, think. And I agree. That's why part of it for both of these guys, I think it's kind of risky. Obviously, we never know why they declare, so you don't want to shit on a kid for it. Um, yeah. But it, it, it is risky, uh, and the combine's going to just be huge for guys like that, where it's kind of like they're on the bubble. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it it can make and break them, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe the second or most surprising declaration of the season, South Carolina tight end Kyle Markway. 
who was a fifth year. I dug into his player profile thing. He was a fifth year junior. Uh, not too much production in South Carolina. Uh, let's see. Weak tight end class, like. though. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I haven't seen a lot on him, obviously, but we'll see what happens. Again, testing it will be the difference for a guy like that. Uh, a pair of edge rushers, Miami's Jonathan Garvin, Michigan's Joshua Uchi. Yeah, um, Uchi kind of up and, I don't know, like over his career, up and down a little bit, but solid overall. Flashes. There's a little, flashes, exactly. There's a little bit of hype because of those flashes, and I think I, he's going to be an interesting one to watch, especially because of testing. I, I think he's a guy who plays that like kind of Bruce Irvin hybrid role at the next level. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because of his lack of size. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, and Garvin's a guy who's high motor uh, really, yeah. really effective against the run for Miami. Um, okay pass rusher. Day, day three mm-hmm. potential. Kind of surprised mm-hmm. he declared. Maybe that says something about the state of Miami football right now. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then a pair of uh, major corners. Mississippi State's Cameron Dantzler and Florida's C.J. Henderson. Um, Henderson, I guess, No, we'll start there. No surprise. The stock is kind of all over the place for him right now. Yeah. Ar- arguably one of the three most gifted corners yeah. in college football just in terms of when you watch him he he can be awesome really smooth very athletic long uh obviously allergic to tackling is the big thing um yeah i mean like people still think he's gonna be a first round pick though i think it's a greedy williams situation where he's not going to be a first round pick because of that the the lack of aggressiveness physicality and willingness against the run and if you get him in the right mindset with the right team, he can be a starting corner, which Gree Williams has done and kind of bought in as a as a tackler as well. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, Dantzler, Tonger, Tonger, what? Taller, leaner corner. Longer is what I try to say. Uh, yeah, he's a very physical. Uh, mm-hmm. I, if you watch him, like, defensive coordinators are going to love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, very press, press guy who just puts his body on the line for the squad. Uh, there, I mean, he's had first round hype from yeah. some. It's a, it's yeah. a really interesting corner class. I think after Jeff Okuda, it's very, very open. Yeah, I agree. Because like Fulton is obviously in the mix there. Diggs, lots of people love Diggs. I think Diggs gonna end up obviously being a first round pick. But like, uh, I think after that, I think the but, the yeah. only guys I would, I, I mean, it's so early, so you I don't. Know. But Okuda and Diggs feel like the only guys you can like guarantee it. I 100% agree with you, yeah. Uh, I think Paulson Debo's a really interesting one, too, who could slide. Yeah, quieter, like, obviously, lots of high preseason, we both loved him, but Stanf- quieter season. Stanford yeah, just exactly. sucking, didn't help him. Exactly, exactly, yeah. But, yeah, really, really fun. The corner class and the receiver class are absolutely uh, electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have one guy announced he's staying, Purdue's Lorenzo Neal, son of the greatest fullback in NFL history, Lorenzo Neal. Yep. Uh, a guy who had weird hype, I think, just because Lorenzo Neal's son before he the probably. season, and the tape didn't yeah. match that, and then no. he was injured this year, uh, returning smart move. Yep, good for him. Uh, okay, it's time we talk about sex, guys. Now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And, since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. 
If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in discreet. Wow, I can't read. (laughs) Discreet packages, so no in-person doctor visits, no visiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Seven Rounds in Heaven. Okay. Thank you. Week 14, I mean 15, superlatives. I think. The last week. Uh, yes, championship weekend superlatives. Uh, but first, we had Zach Brown on ESPN Game Day, and I gave him a ten out of ten. <laughs> he, he was he, had, he was so clearly hungover. He was so fucking hungover and just zero energy, and he'd be like, "Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. I'm also taking Oklahoma State or whatever." And it just terrible. He was bad, Rob. I'm giving him a one. Sorry, Zach. That's that's messed up. He was cl- he knew what he was talking about. He was hungover. That's like that's all I need. He's from the state of Georgia. Wanted a little bit of chicken fried. I don't know. He Could sang the dro- Thursday night football song two weeks ago. Wasn't that? Should have sang the college game day song. Well, I don't think they gave him that power. Zach Brown's the freaking best. I like Zach Brown, but it was a, it was a bad performance. I'm sorry. Really? But you know what? No one else hurts him. Is that like you're giving him a worse score than you gave Eric Church? Hold on, hold on. You know what hurts them is that it was, like, being in Atlanta, the crowd was not good either. There was not a lot of people there. I I don't like when they do championship games. Well, why would they be there? They knew their team was going to get blown out. (laughs) It was, was, swear to God, it was mainly LSU fans in the crowd. Again, not, like, if you were a Georgia fan, would you have gone? No, I wouldn't have (laughs) That's so, too much traffic from Athens to Atlanta, am I right? Yeah, retweet. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, obviously, game day, Annapolis, Maryland this week. <laughs> yeah. Because there's one Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach. Um, That's my pick. Are they even there? I'm not even sure. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't didn't think they check. Are. I was just like, this is the only game, so if they are, it's Annapolis. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll talk a theoretical. <laughs> Keenan Reynolds. That's a good one. Okay. And I say Roger Stopper. Okay. That and that that's that. Uh wait, since that was our last one, who yeah. was your ESPN game day celebrity picker of the year? Oh shit. But I think they'll do one for the playoffs. But anyways. But um, I mean it's the regular season. Yeah. It's like the Heisman. We don't look at like the playoff doesn't affect it. We vote before. Um it felt like a weak year. Can I say that? Am I wrong? Yeah, in like that? no, like straight up. The, the I think the funniest or the like, the, the kind of coolest was the random Baylor people. It's <laughs> true. You know what? I liked um, what's his name? Jerry the King Lawler. That was he name? was really good. I'm gonna pick him. I'm gonna pick him. I I thought it was so cool the way they did it in Memphis downtown. The streets were flooded. I thought that was cool. I like that one. Plus, I'm biased. I love Memphis. I I like nothing really stands out in my mind. I feel like I'm like blatantly forgetting one that I love though. Yeah, probably Pat McAfee. Mm. Yeah, but the thing with McAfee is, like, he's on the show every week. I don't know. I, I, I and it kind of felt like, yeah. It just felt I, like a... Like a I picked Zach like Brown. F- okay, respect. Okay, best, <laughs> fr- best freshman you saw on championship weekend. Lots yeah. of freshmen showed up. 
lots of freshmen's freshmen. I'm not sure. Uh, the number one pick in the draft, maybe in a couple years. I'm gonna pick uh, Kayvon Thibodeau for that Friday night performance against the Utah Utes. Uh, yeah, dominant performance. I think everybody like it went from like just the not not just the college football crowd, but like mainly the college football crowd knowing who he is to like NFL folk knowing who he is now. Yeah, I mean. The, like like the bot I was he six five two forty two looks like he can easily put twenty twenty five pounds on his frame so well built Rob it's gonna be hard for him to not be a top five pick in a couple years at the least I mean uh, just dominated the it's two and a half sacks two and a half TFLs nine tackles body beautiful Rob uh, just uh, yeah he's a freak of nature I mean there was that yeah. one sack where the right tackle in Utah didn't touch him because his get off was so fast. Oh, blocked a punt, too? Oh, yeah. Recovered the punt? <laughs> he was doing so much, we didn't even remember it all. I, I know. It was crazy. What a performance from him. Um, what a performance by the Ducks. And, uh, yeah, you're right. They're, he's winning with power at, at 242, which is pretty – as a freshman, 18 years old, impressive. And with his get-off, that's – he's a special guy. Yeah, he looks like the – like what – I remember Chase Young when he was a freshman at Ohio State and people being like, this guy's going to be a freak. Uh, Their bodies are very, very similar. And yeah, if Thibodeau puts on, like you said, he probably has the frame to put on another twenty pounds, which would get him to right around what Chase Young is. So in two years, exactly, yeah, this guy could be the number one pick in the draft. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and speaking of eighteen-year-olds who just ball out in big games, Derek Stingley, the LSU corner. Who, again, these these are the two freshmen we've talked about the most this year. I would say, and they were dominant this weekend. Yeah. So Stingley, two huge interceptions. Had a yep. pass breakup on what would have been a touchdown pass, too, where he kind of got beat, but he recovered and popped the ball out. Yep. Uh, he just had – he baited Jake Fromm on one of the picks and just <laughs> – They went after him a lot, and it didn't did work. Not pay no. Off. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, on one hand, the guy opposite him is a potential first-round pick as well. Exactly. So, I guess yeah. in their mind, go after the freshman. It makes sense. Like, in theory. I guess. But Stingley's ball skills are insane. They keep talking about how he's going to play offense next year, too. That's fucking sick. He had ten tackles too. Yeah, no, he he's he's a future first round pick as well. Which again, it's crazy to say that this early, but like when they look yeah. this good in these huge yeah. games against future NFL players, yeah, especially with like I mean, it, it feels safer to say it about an edge because I I don't know the tools are there. I don't know, corners feel a little more volatile to me, but Stingley looks like a guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm not debating you. I'm just saying a random thought that makes no sense. Maybe. Yeah. No. Uh, speaking of, uh, I mentioned Chase Young. Freshman, Edge Rusher at Ohio State. This is my last one for best freshman. Zach Harrison. He kind of like, Flash plays like, obviously not the the Thibodeau level, but Mm -hmm. 6'5", 260 already, and uh, had a really nice game against Wisconsin. He did. No, I think, like, I think Thibodeau and Stingley are the guys, and Wilson's, um, I'm Wilson, wow, Harrison was good. How about Jacob Zeno, Rob? Come on. Yeah, he he he's yeah, I think he's better than Charlie Brewer. He he was two for six, but had 159 yards. He has Touch a way him, better like, arm. Yeah, like the arm was legit. The throws he was making were legit. Even the incompletions looked pretty good. Interesting guy to watch. I mean, obviously he blew it up, but everyone knows him now. But still, it's gonna be interesting to watch him. Okay, best sophomore. This one I think we're gonna both have the same guy at number one, and he plays on the same team as Kevon Thibodeau. Yeah, uh, Sewell's the pick. Um, Panay Sewell, the Oregon left tackle. Yeah, okay, so I, I assume everyone knows who he is now. Wow. Uh, pretty well shut down uh, Bradley and A. 
had a pass thrown to him, but it was a lateral. Uh, juked a guy, almost made a spin move. Looked looked really athletic. Um, the one play he got beat, just recovered beautifully. Like even when he, even when he's getting beat, he looks good. You know what I mean? And he, most of the time, it's not happening. So it, it, it's crazy that he might be the number one pick next year, and Thibodeau might be the number one pick the year after. It, yeah, and, yeah, and obviously they won the Pac-12, and they're going to play in the Rose Bowl. And just the work they've done to rebuild Oregon under Mario yeah. Cristobal, I think. Mario Cristobal, the the Oregon team's strange because I think because of Justin Herbert in the draft type, they were like under a much larger microscope than. That's a good point. Most teams yeah. would have been, yeah. And like they're all, they're okay. They have the bad loss to Arizona State, and then obviously they lost to an Auburn team that beat Alabama. They sh- and like they really probably should have won that game. Yeah. So they they totally outplayed them and yeah. just like stupid mistakes, but. uh like they are trending totally in the right way, and they just keep bringing in big recruits. Yeah, absolutely. No, Chris Ball's done a great job there, and uh, quarterbacks will be interesting next year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like like Sewell, I can't wait to evaluate him. And then one more for me, sophomore Trevor Lawrence. Just he keeps going off. Yeah, uh, obviously a bit of a slow start to the season, but has been on fire, and the Clemson team has been on fire the last like eight games, nine games. Yes, and yeah, he housed Virginia. Four touchdowns over three hundred yards. It was a like Virginia was like looked like they might be in it for like the first half of the first quarter, and then Virginia yeah. Virginia just got blown out by Clemson. Yeah, um, those were also my two guys. I mean, Lawrence just like you said, slow start, but then it's it's been blowing the doors off people the last couple weeks. Not like, by a couple means. I mean, half the season. The the three most interesting sophomores I think I've seen again it's a just uh, this isn't even including the receivers that we've talked about almost every oh, week Suell yeah. Lawrence Fields like that's such a fun top three potentially and like F- Fields was close to being here but like the first half was a little up and down right I know it's not the time to talk about this but shits on Justin Fields after uh, beating number eight Wisconsin really yeah what a comeback hell of a comeback I just mean he was gonna be my third guy I, I just I cut him I'm sorry Justin okay uh not shitting on him. It was good. Weekday Warrior has to be from the Pac-12 Championship because it was our only weekday game. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I, I have both running backs here, but first and foremost, Richard sophomore running back C.J. Verdell from the University of Oregon Ducks and uh, explosive plays, man. Eighteen carries, two hundred eight yards, three touchdowns. He's Matt Breda. I'm telling you. Ooh, fuck. That's a good. That's a good one. Um, I doubt he's going to come out again. Richard sophomore. He's eligible, but. Uh, what an explosive game. And, I mean, that's a really, really good Utes defense, and you just made them look foolish. Yeah, because my weekday war is the Oregon offensive line that just dominated a Utah D-line that yeah. is one of the best in the country. Yeah, absolutely. And, obviously, I, I, outside of Sewell, everybody else on the O-line is a senior and draft eligible. Um, yep. Jake Hansen, Shane Lemieux were just on fire on the inside. Yeah. Uh, they they only allowed one sack and had 239 yards rushing, and it just looked <laughs> glorious. Um, I'll throw Zach Moss in. I know we only picked one guy, but Moss was the only bright spot on that Utes offense. It's really a good game, but he just couldn't do much. Sh- showing off the hands, there a lot of checkdowns to him. Yeah, four catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I, did, yeah, I the didn't hands know we only big. pick one guy, so I have two more. Oh, no, I don't. maybe we don't. I have two, so don't worry, go ahead. I usually pick multiple. Uh, Troy Die, yes, that's a good one too. Had an interception with a club on his hand, but also also was just 
you saw the sideline to sideline ability, and yeah. he just looks like that new wave off ball linebacker. And the linebacker class is really weird. Yeah, it is. It's. Uh, I think Die Die's gonna be up there with. Him. I can't wait to see him in Mobile, and then also Oregon receiver Johnny Johnson, who really put together a nice season in the second half of the season. Yeah, and yeah. was uh, he cooked after Julian Blackman left injured? The secondary kind of fell apart for Utah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he cooked one of their nickels, and the nickel like tried to sell it like he uh, he thought he had safety help. It was just kind of yeah, yeah. kind of hilarious. But yeah, Johnny Johnson looked great. Um, okay, best prospect you saw? Uh, I'm going with only one player. I'm going to put Joe Burrow, uh, quarterback for the Louisiana State Tigers. Um, I it, I think there's no doubt. I mean, he's going to win the Heisman. Obviously, it's, it might be a a record vote. Should um, be. I don't know yeah. how Troy Smith has the record because that was like one of the most under <laughs> as an Ohio State fan. I, I know. Say this. It was one of the most underwhelming Heisman years of all time. You know why? I think it was coming off like the game of the century. Yeah, no, it was. I'm, he had a pr- terrific performance in that game, obviously against Michigan. If you don't know, um, <laughs> and it's just a, a lower year, I guess. I don't know. This is a solid year, and Burroughs probably it's gonna be close to being a, the all time record. Per- I mean, personally, the two best quarterback seasons, single seasons I've seen in college football history, are this year with Joe Burrow, are this year with Joe Burrow and Cam Newton at Auburn. Uh, Joe Burrow was special this year. I think, like, Burrow... I, I agree. It's one of the best all-time quarterback seasons. Yeah, it's... Who have you seen that's better than him and Cam Newton? Nobody. Nobody. Um, no, nobody. Like, Baker was up there, but, like... It was more of, like, a career... I, no, I agree. I'll agree with you, Rob. Nobody. Uh, but, yeah, I, I had Burrow as well. Just... It, it was nonstop against Georgia, who had uh, the second-least points in the... Uh, FBS, yeah, and um, it it did not matter. He had that one touchdown where he just two, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. He had that one touchdown where he threw it and just started jogging off. Because it was <laughs> just money. It was just easy. All day in the pocket, but still, like, what a throw to find a. It was Jefferson, wasn't it? Yeah, coming across the field, put it on the money there too. And like, I mean, the easy throw was the. Or the throws that he makes look easy, plus the highlight. Like, what a fucking year. Yeah, he... I, I don't know how he doesn't go number one to the Bengals. I 100% agree with you. Uh, I, I put two more guys here. Uh, Oklahoma receiver C.E. Lamb. Yep. Just that one play at the beginning of the game where he took that, like, two-yard pass and turned it into, like, a 50-yard gain. Yeah. Just the yak ability and contact balance. I... I the Oklahoma offense is so much. I mean, it's it's such an easy thing to say, but like it's so much better when Lamb is on the field. And obviously, he didn't play in the prior Baylor game, and he felt the difference immediately. I mean, the game went to overtime, but Lamb is such a special guy, and I, I, I I'm excited to see how high he goes. I think he's going top fifteen. I it's it's only the, the only thing that works against it for not even just him, just the receivers in general is the depth. There's so like, many of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you could. Be it's like be a receiver needy team picking six or whatever, and yeah. Jerry Judy's your number one number one receiver and like a top ten player. And but why take him there when you could take a Tristan Wirfs if you need a tackle, and then mm-hmm. wait to the second round and and grab like 
I don't know, one of many receiver options. <laughs> yeah, wh- whoever, whoever. Ba- basically, there's so many. Yeah, there is. Like, like Devonta Smith, for example, in the second round. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are, that are going to be there early in the second round that are very, very good football players. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I also put Isaiah Simmons just because he, he's everywhere. He is mm-hmm. everywhere for Clemson. And I hope he lands with a really fun defensive coordinator who's willing to use him all over the place, kind of like Gus Bradley with Derwin James. Agreed. Yeah, 100%. Okay, who do you have shooting up the board? I'm sticking with Clemson. Uh, T. Higgins had a terrific performance in the against Virginia. Uh, nine catches, 182 yards, three touchdowns. Like, he showed off all the stuff that you, you, you expect from him, the body control, the contested catches, high-pointing. But uh, did some damage after the catch. Like, he's not explosive with the ball in his hand, uh, but but he was dangerous enough. I I, I think hey, another guy, I don't. it's going to be interesting to see where he lands, man. Yeah, no, he, he's a guy who, again, I think he's polarizing. Um, he is, definitely. Obviously, there will be questions about running ability, but also if he runs like a 4-4-5 mm-hmm. at that size. He's still, yeah. like, I feel comfortable with my Kenny Galladay comp. Um, I think he he's a very big playmaker, but I I I, I just the the Clemson, Clemson doesn't ask the receivers to run like the biggest route tree. No, that's I mean that's fair. I, I like there's there's a chance he goes in the first. I don't think he gets out of day two. Like it, I, it's gonna be interesting. That's that's my point. I don't know. <laughs> What's he have? Uh, James Lynch, Baylor defensive lineman. Obviously, yeah. Baylor lost, but they put up a, a very impressive fight against Oklahoma. Five tackles, three TFLs, two sacks. He's a guy I've really liked over the summer, and I've liked more and more this year. And I think he's going to catch – I don't know that he'll declare, but he, I think he's yeah. been one of the most underrated defensive players in college football this year, and he's just a perfect five-tech. I agree with – like so I put him for out-and-over prospect because it's hard to do it this time of year. Not that I didn't know him, but like I didn't appreciate how – Good he was, and this was a great game against Oklahoma. Um, interesting guy. What's he's almost three hundred pounds, but can get after it. Like I, I agree with you. He's interesting and not talked about enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like he. I think he'll get some like. The it'll be interesting if he declares how he tests and then yeah. how he mm-hmm. fits in a team because he he's basically the built the same way as like a Derek Wolf. Yeah, I think he's more pass rush ability than Derek Wolf, but Derek Wolf's been a very yeah. good five tech Solid. for a long time, it, it, for sure. Uh, so seeing uh, scheme fit and testing will be huge for James Lynch. Uh, who uh, my next, yeah, my next guy, I'm going to go with Kenneth Murray, who had was kind of also all over the field for uh, the Oklahoma Sooners. 18 tackles, a sack, three TFLs, a pass deflection. Uh, going to be another got, like got the linebacker hurt. group. Got hurt, yeah, I know. So I, I, I that's why I didn't put him because I don't really know what's going on there. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think the performance is enough. I, I you're right though. I, I'm not sure. Well, the, the injury looked like kind of bad. That's why I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I know, I know. But I think the on-field performance was good. That's why I wanted to put him here. Um. Okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Justin Jefferson. We have no chemistry today. Just umming and umming on top of each other. Uh, Justin Je- Jefferson for me, uh, seven for one fifteen in a score against Georgia. He he's just a guy who consistently uh, works open in zones, uh, breaks ankles after the catch. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw someone say, 
instead of taking Jerry Judy top, this comes back to basically what I was just saying. Instead of taking Jerry Judy top ten, take Justin Jefferson on day two. Mm-hmm. And and he's got that Keenan Allen type of flash to his route running and guards after catchability. I I think he's going to be a guy who I end up saying is one of my guys. I like Justin Jefferson a lot. He's too. really um, fun. He is. I also have him here. Uh, yeah. I, I think we, we've talked about it multiple times. The, the breaking ankles ability, it's always like that, that dead foot juke. It just, I love that move, and he keeps going to it, and it's fun. And he just keeps like a hell of a year for him on top to bottom. Um, I'll go to another receiver, more of a low-key guy. I, I just wanted him here because I was really high on him in the summer. Um, Ten touchdowns on the year, but a quieter year than I anticipated for uh, K.J. Hill of Ohio State. Yeah, I have him as well. Who looked really good against Wisconsin. Um, I Like I said, I expect a little more from him this year. It's just the Ohio again, State receiver way. Exact, I was about to say that, yeah. And, like, you, you talked about Mouse Defeat earlier, and there's a lot of good receivers on that team. And, like, obviously Chris Olave really took a step yeah. forward. And then Garrett Wilson yeah. but at the at the end of the year started to really come on, the true freshman. And then, like, like like Austin Mack and Benjamin Victor are two guys who will at least be in, like, training camps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, yeah, two touchdowns against Kage, Whiskey. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Fuck. I know, right? We're off today. Can you not hear me? No, I think it's just weird. Bad chemistry. Okay. Uh, just go ahead then. I'm not cutting this. I don't care. No, I didn't. You go ahead. I, I was done. I didn't hear what you said. Uh, KJ Hill just looked really good <laughs> out of the slot and works. I was very high on him entering the year. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought he had a chance to really push himself in, into potential like top sixty pick territory. Me too. I hope he ends up at the Senior Bowl. I think he'd be a good one to have there. I just want to see him run routes. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he's a Robert Woods type, which is a very lofty comp. Mm-hmm. But that's who mm-hmm. he reminds me of. He just does everything really well, but nothing spectacular. Yeah. So it kind of like he doesn't stand out as much because of that. But he's I just agree, a really—he's yeah. a hell of a receiver. Yeah, no, I, I still agree. I mean, I still like Hill a lot. I thought like he could—I agree with you. I thought he could get into day two easily. Like he hasn't um, done anything to hurt himself. It's just no. he didn't put up insane well, numbers. Exactly. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I also sticking with Ohio State. I put Damon Arnett here. I thought he looked yeah. great against Wisconsin. Jeff Okuda was beat up, and uh, they picked on um, who was it? Uh, Cameron Williams. Uh, who came yeah. in for Okuda. And Arnett just brings us, like, aggressiveness and kind of swagger, and he's the badass of the secondary, and he's <laughs> shit-talking everyone. And um, he's he's also a guy I'd like to see in Mobile. Yeah, no, I'm another guy that's played with a club in his hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, and, uh, and testing will be huge for him because he, he's a guy who, like I said, he plays really physical, and that hurt him in years past, lots of penalties. Um, so I'd like to see how he tests... Uh, to see if he can keep up with those faster receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. Anyone else we run? Uh, no. Sliding down the board time? Uh, I put Jake Fromm here. Yeah, me this too. Is just another another, another really bad uh, performance from Jake Fromm. Didn't show up. Like you said, uh, like we talked about, kept testing. Stingley did not work. Two picks there. Um, under 50% completions. Nothing really spectacular or effective. Um, when he was making plays, it felt like the receivers were doing it. He can throw a back shoulder ball. I'll give him that. But other than that, uh, skipping a lot of passes, it, it was just pretty ugly. Yeah, he's he, – well, first of all, I think he's going to go back anyway. But yeah. I uh, could not imagine a team taking him in the first round. 
No, I think that's that's done. I think that's crazy. He did not have the year he was supposed to have. Like, no. it, it, like it almost like in every big game he seemed to struggle. Yeah, I maybe this is a little too harsh, but I think it'd be tough to take him in the second round, even for an NFL team. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either, but I'm just saying, maybe too hard. The thing with the I, NFL is they take like guys like Ryan Finley in the fourth round, and I would much rather have Jake Fromm than Ryan Finley. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I mean, uh, yeah. So yeah, I have from. Uh, I also put Denzel Mims down. He just it was non-existent against Oklahoma. Yeah. Li- okay. So I stayed on my brand. I put him from my prospect who made me look stupid. I just wanted to talk to him. Zero catches. Obviously, I had the one called back on penalty if I remember correctly, but. I mean, it feels like all year if I say something good about Mims, he disappears. If I say something bad, he blows it up. Um, it's He's super inconsistent. Obviously, quarterback yeah. play's got a huge part to do yes. with that. But it's not yeah. even like – Baylor's strange. You'd think, especially when you're on your backup and your third-string QB, you're just trying to get, get the, ball the ball in a guy's hand. In a, in a, you have an NFL receiver in Mims. You're just trying to get the ball in his hand and let him create. Uh, exactly. So, like, I, I'm not, I'm not like, putting it all on Denzel Mims. It no. just surprises me every time this happens. I exactly. I know he makes me look stupid. I agree with you. I think, I think I don't know. Like I know it's so late to say this, and it problems moot. But like I think the whole point of like Mims' career is like like he's going to help himself more from January to April than he did in his time in Waco. Yeah, no, I I think so. It just the performances were all over the place. When it like the big games, it felt like either he disappeared or had drops. but I think he's going to help himself still. It's funny. He's such an interesting guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, I also put Lucky Fotu down. Yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting one. I didn't think he was that bad. but He got moved around by Jake Hansen and Shane Lemieux, and that was a huge reason C.J. Verdell went off. Yeah, no, that's fair. I he, mean, like, like, he had... He, he did very little. No, that's... I Again, I wasn't too high on him. He had, like, what... I guess uh, that's the other thing. It depends how you felt about him going in. Yeah, he had a couple hurries and then like half a sack or something if I remember correctly well my, my issue was just mainly the run game just no, getting moved fair. around but again by the th- which is like Dallas Warmack as well and uh they were just running up the gut on them and CJ Verdell was breaking things uh there's multiple guys on the Utah defense who needed to play better but he really yeah. stood out because he's like kind of their big plug in the middle um and yeah and like the obviously the last thing you want to see from him is getting moved because that's what you expect him like, when you draft a guy like that, that's that's the one thing you don't expect. Is that he's going to be solid on rundowns and everything else is gravy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anybody else? No, I, I'm not mean enough, and Fromm deserves the whole... <laughs> no, I'll keep my final three to myself. No, come on, we'll talk about him. Just don't be too mean. Uh, the linebacker combo of Jordan Mack and Charles Snowden for Virginia, Pretty. Yeah. they just didn't really have any effect on the game against Clemson. I think Snowden's yeah. probably not going to declare... That's my I, feel on it. He just didn't have okay. that. Like, he's so, so interesting. I just want him to have that year where he puts it all together. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I also um, put Georgia corner Eric Stokes down. I thought he really struggled against LSU's star receivers. Yeah. And he's no, their top guy. Like, yeah, I agree. Uh, Georgia's whole secondary wasn't too great in this one at all. No. He, he just specifically stood out because he, yeah. uh, he really struggled uh, against Justin Jefferson. Yeah, like Reed, like it wasn't great, but he was fine. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's both fair ones, Rob. Out of nowhere, prospect. 
Um, so, like I said, I lynch here because I didn't give him enough credit, but I'll, I'll throw in another Friday night performance from Brady Breeze. I was going to say, why? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to criticize you for trying to put a guy like James Lynch who's not out of nowhere here when Brady Breeze is legitimately out of nowhere and was Oregon's star defender. You're going to no, put Lynch, Lynch over Breeze? It wasn't. I had Lynch second after Breeze. I just brought him up earlier because we talked about him. Uh, no, Brady Breeze was my first choice, baby. Junior, 15 tackles? A pass breakup? An interception? <laughs> Where are you getting your All stats over. from? Uh, ESPN. Where are you getting your stats from? ESPN. I got nine tackles. To- uh, total. I do, t- I do total tackles. Me too. Really? Am I, who, which one of us is bad at math? Let's check. Uh, but anyways, he was all over the field regardless of the tackle numbers. Um, and, and laying the wood. And Yeah, exactly. And I mean, bitter Utah fans wanted him ejected. <laughs> it's true. Um, but hey, say? but what Bradley and aids to Justin Herbert I thought was a lot worse. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, that, yeah, that was kind of shady. And then the interception, too. I mean, Huntley, probably not going to talk about him, but um, not the performance we wanted out of him at all. Gone up and down. There were some some good throws, but yeah. Anyways, uh, Breeze, Breeze was the out of nowhere guy for sure. I think I said it during the second quarter last night that I'd lock him in. So, uh, I also put Quintez Sivas, the Wisconsin receiver. He was giving Ohio State yeah. secondary lots of issues. I, t- I talked about how they they were uh, targeting Jeff Okuda's replacement. Sivas uh, had seven for one twenty two, and they were, just couldn't cover him for a big stretch of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, that just adds. Yeah, it's nine tackles. Uh, you're just on crack. I was wrong. I, you know what I did? I added total with. <laughs> with you uh, do you do that a lot, just so you know. Yeah, because I'm stupid. I rarely I'm call stupid. you out because I I respect the show too much. Um, if you were if you really respected the show, you would tell me how stupid I was. But then I have to cut it, so the fans don't know. All these fans. <laughs> how much you yell at me all the time. Uh, Go ahead, sorry. Keep going. But, yeah, so Cephas is just another receiver to watch in a crazy receiver class. Yeah, I mean, it feels, it feels like he's been there for so long. Well, he, he's why. got an off-field thing, and he missed last year. Yeah. Um, it's it, it just – but point being, the depth in this class is crazy. Who made you look mm-hmm. stupid? You said Denzel Mims already, right? I said Mims, yeah. I, I put Terrell Burgess down because he's one of my favorite DBs in this class. And he missed some key tackles against Oregon that allowed C.J. Verdell to rip off chunk runs. And mm-hmm. kind of my favorite thing about Burgess was his consi- – like, he had still made 12 tackles, but I think there was two bad misses that really gave Verdell big chunk runs. And yeah. my favorite thing about him was his ability to tackle. Sure I still enough. I still yeah. love him. But uh, best prospect versus prospect matchup? Um, going with Andrew Thomas versus Clavon Chasson. Uh, oh, I think okay. – you didn't like this one? No, 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 no. I, I, I do. I, I like it's. Not, I thought we'd have the same one, so I'm happy we don't. Oh, okay, cool. I thought like Thomas got the better of him for the most part, but like Shaysong got the sack, uh, four tackles. I, I, I thought this was the most fun one. Who, who do you have? I'm now I'm curious. I like how you assumed that I was mad at you. Yeah, I know you yell at me a lot. <laughs> I, I put two different just O line, D line, uh, Oregon O line versus the Utah D line. And uh, clear winner there. And then Wisconsin O-line versus the Ohio State D-line. Because uh, they're kind of... Is, is, especially yeah. in the first yeah. half, I thought Wisconsin got the better of them. And in the second half, Ohio State kind of took over. Yeah, I, I was like... Uh, so, moving on. A prospect will play the boxer. We'll just roll in. Put Chase Young. Six tackles. But, like, uh, just dominant in the second half against... Yeah. Uh, what's Van Lannan. 
Um, yeah, like every every snap, even if he wasn't getting there. I mean, he didn't get there and get a sack and cone, but um, if they weren't double teaming him, he was getting there. So or triple teaming him. Or tr- or triple teaming him exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean. For me, prospects played at the box score. The interior defensive line combo uh, for LSU: Richard Lawrence and Tyler Shelvin. Just Lawrence, just seven yeah, tackles ahead. and Lawrence's big TFL. But I thought yeah. they did a great job bottling up the Georgia run game. Yeah, I think it was just a like a weak performance all around for Georgia, except for like Andrew Thomas. I don't know. Um, Lawrence is gonna be an interesting one. How how high are you on him? I just don't think Richard Lawrence will test that well. He it's gonna really come down to that. He's like such a blue collar defensive lineman who I think can mm. be a, a nose, uh, like a one tech. Or, or even a five-tech, potentially. High-tech. Which how yeah. LSU's used them a lot this year because Tyler Sheldon's done such a good job as their, as their nose. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a it's a fun interior defensive line class. I'm I'm assuming he'll be at one of the bowl games. I think so. Uh, so, I guess just wait and see on that. I also put down the corner duo of Thomas Graham and uh, Diomador Lenoir. That's a good one too. They just like Utah did nothing with their receivers. It was a lot no. of the, a lot of the targets went to the tight ends and the running backs. Exactly. Moss. Yeah, I think. I mean, we talked about in the preview. Like, if Oregon can keep Zach Moss's uh, effect on the game as little as possible, then they can win this game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, prospect, be, who's being overhyped? Uh, I kind of put Jalen Hurts. Okay, no, this is top. I did too. Okay. Okay. He didn't. Okay, first. Yeah. He didn't play well in terms of college or in terms of NFL draft prospect. He did not. I get that he really carried the team uh is this season in general and as yes. a college football quarterback was incredible. Um and, and four straight years making the playoffs and Alabama not making it and Oklahoma making it kind of I feel like his overhyped him. I agree with you. So I, I I think big media is way 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 overhyping him. I think it's too much. I think all the points you said is exactly the reason for it. I believe. Um, like you, you hear people like, oh, Oklahoma might make a run because Jalen Hurts. I'm like, yeah, Hurts is good, but LSU's going to kick. LSU's going to blow them out. I I think they're they're minus thirteen. Like uh, even if you think that they think it might cover the spread, they're they're not going to win that game. It, I, I might look stupid and three weeks or two weeks where it is but still that's why that's why the one seed was so important for ohio state or lsu was because not having to play clemson who clemson could be the best team in the country they just haven't played anybody except yeah like that ohio state clemson game is going to be awesome the lsu oklahoma game fun for a little bit maybe and then lsu's just going to blow the doors off i think clemson blowing out ohio state is more likely than oklahoma beating lsu um oh yeah I mean, no, yeah. that might just me being the Ohio State fan and being and it, <laughs> stressed out and cynical, but I think like I don't think Clemson, I don't think either team's going to blow out each other in that game. I still remember thirty-one nothing. So yeah, it's going to happen again, baby. That's my um, and then we switch to the to the draft Twitter perspective on Jalen Hurts. It's kind of all over the place. After this game, it was mainly negative. Um, just people seem not to be able to make their minds up on Jalen Hurts, which is fair. I'm not criticizing that. Senior Bowl um, is where I think he kind of makes or breaks himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I seeing that arm. I think a lot of people seeing that arm live is important. Seeing yeah. the mechanics of the footwork yeah. live and seeing rep after rep and the consistency live. 
I think yeah. it's going to be big. Because obviously, interviews, he's going to kill. He's like the best yeah. person. Uh, I think it's just the difference of him being a day two pick or day three will be that for a lot of people. Like Agreed. first I, I, round is crazy talk. No, no, no. I I think I'm slightly higher on him than you are, but like I I'm on the third. Yeah, I've been the third. Okay, the third. so I mean, like I I, I feel like that's yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's like a fair way, but like after like with this game, you're like I don't even know if I like him there. He he's there's like he. He's going to be the, the – the quarterback class is so weird depending on what happens. Like there's rumors that Jordan Love might grad transfer, but he also might still turn pro. Jacob Eason, yeah. we haven't really heard anything. No. Uh, you, and, you feel like with um, uh, Peterson, like you don't know Patterson. Well, I'm blanking now. Who are you talking about? Chris Who's, Peterson. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. I his name that. was Chris Patterson? No, I don't know. It was a weird. Oh, because I literally have Patterson rooted on my. my you're having a bad show. Notes. It's fine. Yeah, I know. We've all tough. been there. You every week. Me never. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's gonna be weird to see what mm. happens. Like I still think he's going to be a day two pick because there's well there's not, there's a lack of day two quarterbacks. Yeah. No, I think he will too. There. Yeah. Again, after after Burrow, Tua, and Herbert, who all are going to go first round. There's like yeah, no. there's potentially nobody worth a day two pick, other than potentially Jalen Hurts. I yeah, I think like yeah, no, I agree. Easton could sneak into the first round even. I well, I don't think he's going to come out. Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. No, you're right. Hurts might be the lone day two quarterback. And, and again, because of the importance of quarterback and the lack of them, that can push him up the board. But how about like? Who would you see getting elevated for no good reason other than need a quarterback after those guys? Like, well, like, a, I th- like, like a, Anthony, Anthony Gordon's a guy who we haven't. Neither yeah. of us have seen a absolute ton on, but we like what we see. The yeah. hype's kind of with him all over again, uh, and he's going to be at the Senior Bowl. So, like, after, after I agree, I th- I think he might be the next one. Yeah, no, he definitely. Like, I think no question is the next one. It's just after him, it, it's like you're selling yourself on Nathan Stanley. That it might happen, um, or like I like Brace Perkins, but I like him in like the seventh round. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's a potentially really yucky quarterback class after that. I like, yeah, I agree. Like I'm just looking through right now, like Stephen Montez, no thanks, Shea I'm Patterson, like, and then it's like the East West Shrine game guys, like Jake Bentley isn't like... even in here anymore. He's at Utah. <laughs> That's right. I see, I forgot like, I had he... to say that at some point. <laughs> But, like, even those guys, like, I think, like, uh, their upside is sneaking into the draft, not to day two or anything. Fuck. Like I that. don't even understand who the senior bowl quarterbacks are going to be. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, Jalen Hurts, that's three. Hurts. Anthony Gordon, Gordon, that's four. They're definitely going to have Nathan Stanley. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Bryce Perkins, uh, six. Yeah. I don't even know who they get to fill it more than six. Probably gonna James. No, he's already gone. He's gone. Yeah, but you can. He's gone. You can poach. I I I know, but do they want to? Probably. It's not a good senior quarterback class. Anyway, uh, small school guy who caught your eye. I have a bunch of them because like we got to really focus on the championship games, which is nice. Yeah, I I I'm gonna go with the clear one for me. Antonio Gibson from Memphis. I've had him here before. Everyone has. Just, 
Everyone has. <laughs> Another dominant performance from him. 11 carries for 130 yards and a touchdown. Three catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I don't know what to make of him, but I know he's an explosive receiver. Player. Receiver, running back, do it all, return man, Cordell Patterson esque. So that's literally why I said Patterson because I have Cordell Patterson question mark, and that's why Patterson came to my mind on my page. Um, yeah, I think that's. I mean, we don't know athletic testing, but that's that's the size and the skill set comp, right? Yeah. Uh, from that game, I put Desmond Ritter's name down just because not that he had like a great game or anything. He the oh. the running ability was really interesting. He's he's not going to yes. turn pro. So seeing no. him, at, he's at a group of five quarterback. He's to track the because he's only a redshirt sophomore, right? Yeah, Desmond Ritter had a, like I I didn't know he was that good of an athlete yes. running the ball. Yes, that came out of nowhere, and he had like over hundred. And yards. it doesn't look like Luke Fickle's going to leave Cincinnati. So seeing this mm-hmm. team go forward under Ritter, I think very interesting. And like he made some big time throws, missed. He flashes. A lot he flashes a lot. He flashes. I think it was a good game in bits. Not like oh, like it's a good game. He had a good game. Uh, that's a good pick. What else do you have? Uh, Akeem Davis Gaither. My Appalachian yeah. duo of Akeem Davis Gaither on defense, Darren Evans on offense. Darren Evans. Uh, yeah, both of them had really like maybe almost like like I don't know Evans quieter statistically for him, but also like a really he, good game. Well, he the two big touchdown catches. Yeah. Um, it, it was a lot early. They just got ahead so quickly. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then almost you all almost came back, but but he just screams. He he's not a senior, so it'll be interesting with Drinkwitz gone. What he does, mm-hmm. but I mean he's already sat through one coaching change, so I think it depends who they sure. hire. But yeah, yeah, Richard Jr. and I think he's like a Chris Thompson type of running back, and then Akeem Davis Gaither. One of the most athletic linebackers in the country. Really fun. Can't wait to see him in the Senior Bowl. He was all over the field against ULL. Bunch of tackles, yeah. Anyone else? No, that's it for me. You? No, that's all I got. I'm just going to stick with Gibson. Okay, only one game this weekend. Uh, of course, Army-Navy, 3 p.m., CBS, be there. Uh, be there a little earlier. You can watch Oregon beat Michigan in college basketball. Debatable. Uh, but Navy... Army at number twenty three Navy Navy ten point favorites. What do we think? Uh, this game, I like. You cannot watch an Army or Navy game all year and still get excited for this game. Sure, I think like Navy's clearly the better team this year. Sorry, let me check. Big... I need to check the Annapolis weather. That's something I should check. It's is it in Baltimore again or Philly? It's in Annapolis. Is it actually in Annapolis this year? It said at Navy, so I believed it. I'll check. Anyways, I feel like, uh, like I mean, lots of years, but Navy feels like the clear better team this year, but Army's been sneaky the last couple of years. Army's way uh, better last year. Like, their yeah. team last year was way better than this year's team is what I mean. Yeah, no, I, it's, at, it's at the link in Philly. Um, hopefully it snows. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's hard. Like, uh, Navy is a 10-point better than them, but it's Navy-Army. I'm gonna yeah, take. I know. Army plus the points. Me too. Like, again, I agree with you. If it wasn't Army-Navy and it was just, like, an equivalent team to Army, yeah, you would take Navy to cover probably. And I mean, I- like, look at, look at like, the two – sorry to jump on your toes here, Rob. Like, the two bigger games for Army this year. They hung around Michigan, obviously went to OT, lost. Um, Air Force was, like, minus 18.5, and, and Army covered that. They lost the game, but Army covered. 
So when the big games show up for Army, they're showing up this year, even though they're not that good this year. But I, I also need to add that, I, like, both the quarterbacks, like Malcolm Perry, everybody knows, he's a lot of fun. Yeah. But Kelvin Hopkins Jr., also a lot of fun. Like, they're both just classic Army, Navy, triple option quarterbacks who who just incredibly good runners. Um, Malcolm Perry is super interesting because he started off as a running back, moved to quarterback, moved back to running back, moved yeah. back to quarterback. Uh, he's a Navy legend. He, there, well, yeah, of course. Um, th- like, there's actual prospects in the game too. Uh, like Elijah Riley, the Army DB, is a guy who could actually be drafted. Uh, and then, like, I think Malcolm Perry is because he's such a good athlete and he's played kind of all over. Uh, in that Keenan Reynolds mold, where you look for him to mm-hmm. maybe be a slot in the NFL and, and be in a camp and play in preseason and stuff. Uh. They're calling it's supposed to be like 14. Oh, yeah, I forgot what we do. It's 54 degrees Fahrenheit, like 14 Celsius in Philadelphia on Saturday. Uh, 90% chance of rain, though. If it rains, so, uh, that'd be uh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's it, they say it's gonna rain. I mean, it's a long way out, but I'll trust the weather network and whoever else. Um, a, a muddy army navy would be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're both taking army, yeah, plus points, but we both think navy wins. Yeah, go army, be navy. Go Army, cover against Navy. Thank you. That's a better saying. And good night.